another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Season ending episode. How you feeling, yeah. Uh Good. I think we pretty much covered this album yes. <laughs> in extreme depth. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think we could have done a few more episodes. I feel like... <laughs> I don't think we really scratched the surface. Uh, Well, we did you know, nine episodes. This will be ten, ten, ten episodes on one album. Ten uh, episodes. That's what we did. Yeah. Because we wow. kind of brushed over Writing on the Wall because we did like a, yeah. when the single came out, we did a Writing on the Wall episode. So that's pretty in-depth, I think. It's probably, it's definitely the most in-depth we've gone on an album. But it's the only album that's been released during the time that we had the podcast out. So That's true. That's true. We started two years after Book of Souls, or was it three? It was a good spell after. Yeah. yeah. And we're more long-winded now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, I wonder if I was to do it all again, I don't know if we'd ever get through uh, some of those albums. And <laughs> there's some albums that would even take longer, you know, like there's some songs, that, some classics that would take, there's so many versions, so many lives. Probably take, oh, yeah. <laughs> imagine a two-parter on a song. <laughs> I don't know. By the way, what are we doing today? We're going to start with a beer, I guess. We'll start with a beer, and then yeah. we're going to do our wrap-up on Sinjutsu. Because the whole reason we came back was yeah. we had talked about every single album and every single song and every B-side, literally every song that Maiden's ever recorded. Yes. And then all of a sudden, this new album came out, and we're like, we're not complete anymore. And everyone's like, come back. Come back and do Sinjutsu. So we did. Yes. yes. So like let's get it. into this beer. Yeah, I'm getting thirsty. Absolutely. We were like a, someone lying in bed with OCD, had to check the stove. We had to get down there in completeness. We had to <laughs> fill them all in. So this beer right t- today is the getaway car. It's got, uh, it's got like, this is a very Newfoundland kind of craft beer. It's got like a, a big red trike, one of those yeah. big red, you know, uh, and it says frig off on it. But like these trikes are really popular in the province. But if anyone's wondering what that is, a big red trike. Anyway, the getaway yeah. car, it's a brown like a Honda three-wheeler. Yeah. yeah. Do not spend your time! Worrying about those wasted beers. All right. And this is from Kitty Vitty Brewery, one of our faves, where buddy Danny yep. works. He's the marketing yeah. director there. Shout out to Danny. Hmm. That's good. Delicious. Yeah, it's good. It's good yeah, one. really good. To wet our whistles while we talk about Sinjutsu. Yeah, again. And sum up our thoughts on Sinjutsu. So we're going to get into, uh, we're going to rank the songs, we're going to, see where this one fits in the discography as far as like our album rankings yes uh lots of ranking going on in this episode <laughs> oh i know i hate ranking it's so tough ah, it's just for fun you know it yes yeah, it's, it's so difficult but it is it is for fun but i mean i've been i agonize over this stuff right i agonize <laughs> oh me too yeah. i was like i modified my list that many times before this um so it's been over two years now since this yeah. album came out yes or no since well, almost two years. It's been two years since the single for Writing on the Wall came out. Yeah. What do you think after this much time of the artwork? This um, Sinjutsu yeah. it's, Samurai Eddie. It's really grown on me, and uh, I like the way they adapted it for the tour. So, yep. I mean, I'm really happy about it. i got to be honest. I, You know, I like the cover more than Book of Souls. I know we disagree on that. Um, yeah. But some of the live stuff for Book of Souls was really cool. I loved some of the gatefolds. I've talked about that stuff at length. Uh, yeah. I'd put it up there with Book of Souls. It's like very consistent. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love it. I think of the of the you know, uh, Bruce Return era, 
I put this and Book of Souls as like the best artwork, the best theme, best graphics. Uh, the two of them are just set so far apart from the other the other four albums of that period. Yeah, well, it's Mark Wilkinson. He did the uh, the cover and the inside gatefold. Um, he did the live Donington remastered cover out of the Silent Planet and Wickerman singles, and he's the same guy that did the Book of Souls album cover. Um, I like Book of Souls album cover better. I it's funny because when this first came out, I was like Samurai Eddie, that's so cool. It I really loved it. I don't think I love it as much as I did when the album first came out. Um, he, Eddie doesn't really pop on the cover. I think I like the alternate cover, which is like the Eddie, you know, the other side of the album, mm. which is just Eddie's face. Yeah. I think I like that one better now, which is weird because I was completely the opposite when the album came out. Yeah. But I like Eddie being front and center. Like my very favorite Iron Maiden album, studio album cover is the very first Iron Maiden yes uh album cover so i really like book of souls and i loved just the eddie the simpleness of it on the black background mm. i think that eddie worked a bit better than this samurai one he kind of blends into the background a little bit yeah i don't know i mean it doesn't pop you know if you're looking at just the album cover i can kind of get it but to me i kind of package it all together in my mind i really yeah. absolutely love uh, just the Samurai Eddie as a concept. like you Yeah, know, me you too. Got, it is cool. Yeah, you got your classic Eddies, uh, you know, I, I and and I think back to, like, for me, like, you know, Seventh Son and Peace of Mind come yeah. out. But, like, technically, if you really look at them, they're kind of just iconic concepts. But this is a better Eddie in a lot of ways. But it's just they're so iconic, you can't really challenge them in your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, I know what uh, mean. And Eddie is a Samurai, it's awesome. No, yeah, no it question. is a cool idea. Yeah. And I do like the style of art. It's kind of got that like horrific yeah. horror kind of grotesque. Uh, you know how the first Iron Maiden albums were like Killers and yeah. Iron Maiden. Yeah. It's like something out of a horror movie. Totally. Where I feel like a lot of the tour art now, I always talked about that guy Hervé Mongeau or whatever his name is, the yeah. new artist that does all the tour shirts and stuff. Yeah. Where it's kind of like a kid's version of Eddie. It's like a cute mischievous little eddie you know what i mean yeah, yeah and it's kind of it's kind of funny like all the tour merch now i think i'm not a big fan of it like i bought that one at the the dublin show or the glasgow show was it dublin or yeah. glasgow no it was, du- it was dublin. dublin yeah yeah i'm not a big fan of the art to be honest on that at all compared to like i like i like eddie to be a little bit more like i said horrific you know what i mean like like yeah. No, I don't want him to be cute and like funny looking, which is a lot of the it's really cutesy a lot of the Eddie art now, and I don't like that direction. So in that kind of respect, I like this cover art a lot yeah. more than any of the other you know tour art that's going on as far as like merch. But it's funny how the 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 entirety of the art really changes your perspective. Like so for me, I like the Book of Souls, but then when you saw the tour, even though that was like the way they did him in the tour and in the games remember yep. at the time it was so cartoony but then when the live chapter came out and the cover in the gatefold it just took the book of souls eddie way up yep. and i'm finding that now like at first with the with the with the current tour um i was i was kind of a little bit like ugh, you know a mixed eddie kind of symbol uh as what you see everywhere with with the tour it's what's on my hoodie all that stuff right but i'm absolutely just loving it and so growing yeah. on me now and I can't wait for the live disc to see yeah, what they do with they it. Yeah, if they do a live one to see what yeah. they do for the cover, it should be cool. Yes. Um, we got an email from Paul Lacayo. Yeah. 
He says about the tour art, he said, even though they did Samurai Eddie on Made in Japan, this feels uniquely its own concept and theme, and I love this Eddie. Possibly their best Eddie artwork-wise of the new era. Ooh. My only gripe is the lack of background, like with the Derek Riggs covers of old. The centerfold, when you open the album, has the Japanese landscape. It's far superior, if you ask me. Still an awesome Eddie. See, so. I'd agree with that statement pretty yeah. much. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a cool Eddie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the centerfold inside is pretty awesome. Yeah. And, and, the, and the way they package the vinyls now, too. It's a different experience. You're getting the whole triple I'll always nail them. Every yeah. vinyl now with Iron Maid, you can barely, barely get them inside the, the vinyl slips. I know. <laughs> I, I'm stretching them out, you know, like uh, every time trying to get them in plastic. And that's why sometimes, to be honest, I don't listen to them because they're so hard to get out. Get oh, yeah. Because they're so jam-packed together. you got to unpack it all. There's so much to it. Um, Do you want to do our song rankings of the album now? I could do that. Yeah, you want to get into that? I could do how that. How we rank the songs and yeah. how do you want to do it and in what order? Ooh, I, I can kick go... this out first because okay. I, you can I go care. from best to worst or I'll, worst to best. Although I wouldn't from... say worst, I'd say best I'll... to well, t- favorite yeah. to not quite as much favorite. <laughs> well, that's that's the problem with this is like I'll go from worst to best. Yeah. But the worst song I gave a really good review of. It's like because this yeah. one thing I can say about this album, there's a bunch of songs in the middle. Uh, of this list that I feel like they don't get there, but there's so many great elements. Like it was a theme in a bunch of the epics that I just kind of felt. Um, but there's not a bad song on this album. There's just yeah, not a bad song. That's one thing yeah. that we kind of get feedback on sometimes is me and you will like say that a song is the worst song on an album. Yes. And people will be like, hey, how dare you say that about this song? That song's great. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it is a great song. It's just like all the other songs are more great. So, so, totally. so just because we put a song last or say it's the worst on an album, we're not saying it's like a bad yeah. song. And yeah. I don't think there's a bad song on this album either. I think yeah. uh, I think you're, they're all yeah, pretty I mean, solid. It's, you know, the analogy I always use, it's like last place in the Miss Universe. Uh, not the current yeah. ones. The old, <laughs> the old ones back when, you know, you had to be attractive to be in them. But, you know, like, <laughs> you know, Miss Kentucky came, you know, 35th i mean you know she's yeah. still not even gonna look at you you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so for me these are iron maiden songs and there's probably other tracks left you know on the cutting room floor so yeah. um yeah I, I i can definitely yeah so anyway i'll, I'll tell you that like i changed this midday today first off disclaimer I hate yep. that you make me do this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm doing it anyway. And then, and then someone will write me to be like, I can't believe you had parchment below that. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I know. Well, I like I said, know. I said last yeah. episode, I, I said that this. the whole point of ranking songs yes. and ranking albums, it's just to kind of, uh, kind of get us to think about it and kind of try to yeah. put some kind of like album in some kind of context as far as the discography and stuff. Yes. And it's basically a snapshot of how you felt about the album. Totally. When we made the list. Like you I'm sure a month from now someone'll ask and I'll be like, No, this is Totally you know, my new favorite song or whatever, but I find, as I've said recently and I'll say it just one last time, is it's like my appetite with music, right? There are days like today I was just craving fish. So I went and got a fried fish sandwich, it was amazing. Okay. okay. Whereas, like yesterday, I wouldn't want a fried fish out of steak. Anyway, yeah. you get my point. So I do get it, your point. A lot of times, the your, the mood you're in affects yes. what kind of music, how you feel about certain songs and certain yes. types of music, and certain bands. Totally. Like there's certain bands that I can only listen to when I'm in a certain mood. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. I mean? 
Yeah, and I find not on shows Maiden, too. But... <laughs> yeah, no, not Maiden. No, but there, there are certain Maiden albums that like I, you know I'm just dying for them, and then other times I'm like ah, I don't want to hear that right now. So I do I do get that. Okay, okay, but I'll so get I'll my set ranking. you up. I'll set you up, and then you can start in. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Josh is number 10. Song no, I'm number 10. Jiu-Jitsu. Drum roll, please. <laughs> uh, actually, it's the title track, Sujitsu. Is my okay. least favorite That's your right least now. favorite. Okay. Yes, and that was a tough one because I, I do really enjoy the track. Yep. But I would put it down there. Then at nine is Lost in a Lost World, which is interesting because there's so many elements of that song that I absolutely love. Yeah. Right? Yep. There's some great stuff in there. Eight, yep. and it's more due to fatigue, writing on the wall. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, so that uh, one didn't stay uh, didn't stay too high in your didn't stay too high. It I know that was me. up there for a while. It was. Now you know it, it's it's bounced around a few times on this list today, but I'm I'm, I'm leaving it there. Yep. Next for me is Days of Future Past. Okay. Okay. I slid down a little. Which first off, the next one now it, people would have expected to be lower. I might have changed my tune a little since we recorded the episode. The time machine has moved okay. up a bit. The so which number helped. are we at now? Six is the time sheet. So back. Okay, so that's your bottom top, of ten. So your bottom five. Bottom side. Go Sujitsu, through Lost in a Lost World, Writing on the Wall, Days of Future Past, and Time Machine. Okay, so that's your that's bottom five. Bottom five. Yeah. So let's hear your top five songs. Top up. five. Okay, at five, the the lowest of the top half, <laughs> right over the cusp. Uh, Death of the Celts. Harris song. Death of the Celts. Really enjoy it. Great on the tour, and there's some really cool bass. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, live, that was kind of blew me away, too. Yeah. Um, Parchment. When I went through it, so number four is Parchment. When I went through it, I think I basically said he doesn't hit some of those heights. Um, there are some points, but then towards the end, I feel like Bruce really comes alive. So okay. that's Death of the Celts, Parchment. Now my top three. My third, I just love. It really hooks me. Stratego. I just absolutely love that chorus. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, a new modern uh, classic Maiden song, I think. Fantastic, and yeah. of course, second, we just covered it. 
Hell on Earth. There's a hundred okay. clips you can play to demonstrate how awesome this is. <laughs> I'll let you pick one. No, no surprise. My favorite has always been my favorite, and it's just okay. totally air feel. I know people are in there like, oh, you know, the, the solos doesn't have all the epics. Darkest Hour for me is just a fantastic song. And I'll add another point: the uh, the movie that we we alluded is based on. Yeah, I watched it on the flight over to overseas, and I didn't even I didn't even think it was that great. <laughs> Not really. I thought it was okay. He just seemed like a, good. a little bit of a loser. But anyway, I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love these lyrics. I know you love that song, and I know you love those uh, that chorus. And that's yeah. one of those choruses that really hits. Like, you always talk about if the chorus hits or not. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's the litmus test is if I'm at the show, do I want to take my shirt off? And I know I'm, <laughs> I'm a complicated man. I have many layers. <laughs> but, no, for me, it's it, like air feel is a big part of Maiden. It's just, you know, it, I always said what I love about Iron Maiden is it just it completely captures you. And, you know, or at least it does to me. And it, I, feel, I feel like people get Iron Maiden, like all the people are listening to this. There's just those moments where you're just entranced, right? Yeah. And uh, for me, so it's, it's so much built around that. But uh, I, I think overall it's a great album. I'm not trying to knock any of those tracks at the bottom. Got yep. lots of feedback that some of the, the bottom five I've got there were some of people's favorite Maiden songs. But you got to rank so that's, that's, your, that's your rankings. That's and uh, rankings. later on we'll talk about the album in a whole and what we think. I'll go yes. through my song rankings. I'm going to go from favorite to least favorite, okay. the opposite direction. So I think people won't be surprised based on if they listen to the last nine episodes that we did yeah. on this, that my favorite song on Sinjutsu is The Parchment. Yeah. It's right up my alley. I think it's a new classic. This is a classic yeah. epic, epic, the way that Hallowed Be Thy Name is going to, is an epic. I think this is going to become like that. Um, I love the build. It's a build and a build and a yeah. build, and it take it like puts you in a trance, and just like yeah. builds and just finally it reaches this peak and it really delivers. Yeah. I think it's like a perfect maiden song. I love the parchment. I, I I I'm with you except if it just got to that heights, it would be up there in the top ten maiden songs of all time. See, I think it does. But I, just I think don't when it think hits it that, gets there. I think it hits that peak and. Uh, uh, it just, I don't know, it's just, that's my favorite part on the album.
Love that. That's my number one song. Mm. Number two. Yes. Another long epic, Hell on Earth. I wish I could go back. Number my number two song is Hell on Earth. So it's like so well-written, so melodic, so catchy. Yeah. Um, live, it blew us away. I know like sometimes seeing a song live can really impact how you yeah. feel about a song. Totally. Um, I feel like the opposite happened to us with Fear of the Dark. I feel like seeing it live so much. I think if it wasn't such a beaten to death like in the live set, I think we would like the song Fear of the Dark a lot more than we do right now. Because now yeah. I feel like it's just, you know, you're kind of sick of it. You get sick of songs. Yeah. Um, but this is the opposite. This is one where I really loved it, and I didn't think I could love it anymore. And then I saw it live, and I did love it even more. Even more, yeah. And the yeah. tour the tour inclusion biases you because it feels like a, a, a band favorite. You know, it's like the radio hits back in the day. It puts your yeah. focus on it. It's like it they, made the cut yeah. or something Yeah. <laughs> to make it onto the set list. Yeah, it's true. Um, although I don't know what that says about the parchment. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't well, make the cut. Exactly. Or dark. My style. number three favorite song on this album is Days of Future Past. Oh my god. Um I said I think this is like I called it before and I said I think this is like the modern day Wicker Man. I just love that intro riff. <laughs> like a high energy it's a rocker on this album it's uh i love the song it's weird because it was kind of one of those songs that kind of fell through the cracks when i was initially like maybe in the first year that i was into this album it was just kind of a song that was there and it wasn't until i really started paying attention to it and all of a sudden i was like oh my god this song is like why was i not paying more attention to this song and then yeah. it just like i just love it it's awesome yeah. i like you know i i'm a sucker for a good riff and uh you know an adrian smith song <laughs> can't go fair wrong enough. that's my number three fair enough number four lost in a lost world oh wow <laughs> yeah i love that song i love the intro i love mm-hmm. the outro um it's kind of a unique song for iron maiden um like thematically it's kind of a callback to run to the hills as far as like lyrics and like you know the Certainly. topics that they're covering it's certainly keyboardy. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is what the whole album is. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. I love it. I love. I think this melody that that uh, Bruce sings is just awesome. <laughs>
so number four, Lost in a Lost World. Yeah. Number five, Stratego. Oh, I figured another Yannick song, right? (laughs) (laughs) Stratego is it's got the Maiden Gallop. It's like that classic Maiden song. Um, Yes. If you're searching for some classic, classic Maiden on this album, this is it. Super solid Maiden. Yes. I really want to point out how much I love Yannick's Yannicker's solo on Stratego. Oh man, Stratego, definitely that makes it into, squeaks into my top five. Okay, perfect. <laughs> now look at the shit list. <laughs> Let's hear it. Well, I like all the songs, so I know what you mean. Yeah. Who's Miss Kentucky? Number six. Let's hear it. <laughs> Number six, The Writing on the Wall. Yeah. Um, really different for Maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Solo is really the highlight of this one. It's just like completely epic. It's a very cool Maiden song. I uh, had a cool video. Maiden videos generally are nothing to like, you know, they're, Maiden's not known for their awesome music videos. Although yeah. the Final Frontier one was kind of cool with the... the wait now, video. wait now, wait now. <laughs> I was not told we were supposed to include videos in the ranking. Well, the... It, it, I'd the like to do I my f- list again, please. <laughs> <laughs> the way I feel about it, just where it was the opening signal and there's so much hype around it. Yeah. Remember how much like with the yes. Bell Shazar's feast yeah. and all I that. I still love that. Uh, it still DJ affects or the way I. Yeah, it, it still yeah. affects the way that I feel about the writing yeah. on the wall, which is like, I just remember being so excited, and I have some of this like nostalgia for like, yeah. the first Maiden single from the new Maiden album, and just being like kind of blown away by it. But it was really weird at first, and then I yeah. kind of came around with it. And live, it's great. But I mean, Adrian Solo is uh, on that song is one of the highlights of the album for me. Uh, I love it. Number seven, Death of the Celts. Mm. Um, I thought it would be higher on the list. Um, it was awesome live. Uh, like you said, though, out of the three epics, I don't think it hits that peak the way the other ones do. Mm. Hell on Earth and the Parchment, I think, are much more... I don't know how to, how, how to describe it. They deliver where this one kind of... I'm not going to say it doesn't deliver, because it's a very cool song. Um but anyway, it's at number seven. I, right. All the songs above it, I think, are better, in my yeah. opinion. Number eight, and this is one that when I started making this list, I had it, like, way up. And then as I started, like, really thinking about it and listening. Because as I was making the list, I was going You're back to You're going to do listening. this to me, aren't you? Do it. Just do it. <laughs> the Time Machine. Oh, The Time Machine? Yeah, at number eight. So I thought that was going to be, like, top five. 
Um, but I was looking at the other songs on here, and I couldn't put this above any of the other songs. So you mentioned. ripped me to pieces over yeah. Time Machine, and my, I ranked it higher than you. I think so. Isn't that weird? I got a six, and you got an eight. <laughs> no, it's not weird. It's not weird. I love the song. I love it. Um, yeah. I love it, but like... Really, I'm gonna put it above Death of the Celts or Stratego, or I love Lost in a Lost World and Days of Future Past. Like, I, put I couldn't Lost put it above those, personally. even though I love the song. I love this like maidenly riff in the middle. Yeah. I think is like it's it's a very unique Yannick song, mm. um, but it has like elements of classic Maiden, like this cool riff that they play. So it's like brand new, but a mix of a bit of the classic. It's very Yannick sounding. It's it's just a totally unique song. I'm kind of shocked that it landed that low on my list. But really, when I thought about it, I put all the other songs mm-hmm. that I mentioned above it just because, I don't know. I do love it, though. And I know I love it a lot more than you. Yeah, you do in a way, I guess. I don't know. So maybe I love I, I, all these songs more than you. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them more. Yeah. Keep going. Well, you said you said that when you saw it live, you really loved the solos in this, and the solos I in did. the song yeah. in the Time Machine are great. You're right. When they play that live, the solo was just like, you know, it was yeah. it really stood out as, as uh, I don't know, it was, it was a highlight of that song live. Yeah. Number nine. I know you're not gonna like where I, I put know. this one. Darkest hour. Yeah, I know. And I think I'm a minority yeah. with this uh, opinion yes. because we got so many emails of people saying how much they love that song. It's a ballad. It's a great ballad. It's kind of rehashing Maiden doing ballads. I listen to it a lot along with the other ballads just to kind of make sure this is where I wanted to put it. Um, I feel like Coming Home and Out of the Shadows are both better ballads. And if you don't believe me, go listen to Out of the Shadows and the solos. I think Out of the Shadows is a better song. And that was like my second worst song on Book Souls. (laughs) Yeah. And I still feel like it's better. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Maiden's doing another i don't know i get the theme i get the lyrics it can't make up for how i feel about the song like sonically or musically i feel like they've done it better and i think this is just another kind of going through the motions ballad i don't know and honestly i skip it more times than i listen to it when i'm listening to the album um and that leaves at number 10 yeah. leaves sinjutsu which is uh where you also had that at your number 10 uh, it was one of my initial favorite songs 
Senjitsu was my favorite song on this album, I think, for a while. I absolutely loved this song. I loved all the different kind of variations on the melodies that he sings. I love the tribal drumming. Um, I just love the whole kind of where the parchment kind of like is like trance like and builds and builds. I feel like this one just kind of like plods along and it doesn't build really. Um, over the course of two years, it's kind of lost its appeal a bit. I still like it. I still really like Sinjitsu. We listened to it at your house last Saturday. We listened to it, and uh, we were both rocking out to it. But I was looking at the list of songs above it, and I can't put this above any of those songs as far as, like, you know, rankings. Um, there's some good solos in it. Again, Yannick's solo in the song is great. So I'll run through. I had Parchment, Hell on Earth, Days of Future Past, Lost in a Lost World, Stratego, Writing on the Wall, Death of the Celts, Time Machine, Darkest Hour, and Sinjutsu. That's my my rankings. I don't I don't like Darkest Hour's uh, comparison to Out of the Shadows. Also one that I absolutely love. Um, favorite uh, track on one of my faves on A Matter of Life of Death. I love it. The um, yeah I, I I don't know I I to me it's still it is I I'm happy it's my favorite but I agree with you on the title track Sujitsu is just down there. Let me give you some okay. feedback about though, the song that we okay. got comments on Facebook as we went through these tracks. Yeah, so Stratego we got one from um, George Solano. He said, and and he really enjoyed your compilation of Gallops. He said the compilation of Gallops was pretty cool, although it's missing one of my faves, El Dorado. Yes, El Dorado. Well, when I made the the compilation of Gallops, I specifically said this does not include all gallops because there's like i i started going through and i was like i don't it's already it was already (laughs) long enough it was a couple of minutes long with me playing short clips out of songs and i was like i don't want to make like a 10 minute clip to play on the podcast of clips of our main songs but i'm sure there's plenty of other ones i forgot about too i just grabbed a few clips off facebook that i enjoyed lost of the lost world yannick derenis i think his name is he said, thanks for the third episode, uh, for this third episode. I have to disagree about Lost in the Lost World, which is nothing of an epic to me. Very slow and repetitive tempo. High pitch keyboards everywhere. I even asked myself if Nico wrote the drumming section because it feels uninspired. Hmm. It must be boring for him. <laughs> there are nice parts here and there, but the chorus with this is low rhythm is awful. It's more like a mix of different Maiden hits. One year later, I have the same feeling about the song and skip it as fast as I can. Oh, man. So that was just, I haven't ranked low. You haven't ranked high. I just, yep. you know, I didn't, I don't just cherry pick Facebook quotes <laughs> that agree with me. But in this case, I, I you know, it might have helped, yeah. right? No, I get that. I mean, I can understand yeah. what he's saying. And like I said, like everything we say on this podcast is an opinion, basically. But uh, as long as you back up your opinion, that's all I care about. Exactly. First one, Kevin Curley. <laughs> love that name great listen i'm with josh darkest hour oh, there you go smokes their recent ballots out of the shadows is a plotting bore in the middle of a 10 slash 10 album and coming home is just corny as all fuck i disagree what? i disagree with Corning, that Kevin. coming home is amazing disagree man. with it but love that hot take that being said <laughs> you guys have to do accident of birth chemical wedding and a matter of life of dead again <laughs> but anyway <laughs> next guy brian murphy darkest hour he said i'm firmly on team josh here <laughs> there's there's a oh, bit man, of a, there's a bit of a theme here. No, I'm not. I'm not. These were the best comments. I'm kidding. And he, in brackets, yeah. sorry, Nesbit. 
Great song. Yeah. I do think okay. how this. He apologized. Yeah, I do think, however, this. I, I love how I love how some of the listeners that like think we're going to be offended, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was like, and like, damn it, who was how he? Dare we, let's he. block him. And I was like, I love it though. Thanks, Brian. But he goes, uh, I do think, however, the subject matter is a major reason as much as the execution, where Bruce leans into. Uh, you sons of Albion Awake defend this sacred land. I'm absolutely 100% ready to hit the beaches or scramble a hurricane. Great line. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. And I can see that. And as much as I said before that, like, I know I'm being a hypocrite because earlier in this episode, I said that, like, the the lyrics and the theme don't affect how I feel about the song. But then there's other songs, like The Longest Day, where I was like, yeah, I love the, I love the lyrics and I love the theme. And you know what I mean? Totally. It's just songs. It's just songs. Different ways. Couple yeah. more comments. Death of the Celts. Kevin Curley again. Great listen. Agreed that it's the least of the big Harris three on Sujitsu. Yeah, I agree. With uh, that. Another note on Sujitsu. Is this the first made album in a million years without a single whoa vocal part? I think it is. Oh, yeah. Bizarre. He says. I thought that was great. Uh, Hell on Earth. One last comment. Now, couple, well, actually two quick ones. Uh, Piri Hunchak. I think her name is. Uh, his yep. name is uh, Wish All. Wish All yeah. songs on the album had the production value of Hell on Earth. Very good point. You pointed that out as well. Yep. A combo of yep. classic and modern maiden uh, sound, and Bruce's vocals are fairly clear and not muffled like some of the other tracks. And Neil Lumsden yep. uh, agree with everything you both said in this episode. The Parchment is the best song on the album. So there you go, Nesbitt. There you go. Disappointed yep. they didn't do it on tour, but I s- suspected they wouldn't. Right. Yeah. So there you go. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, yeah, I really like this album. Yeah. I think it is a solid entry into Maiden's, like, post-reunion era catalog. Totally. Not disappointed in the album at all. Um, You know, we were always, when there's a new Maiden album coming out, me and you were kind of like, I hope it's good. It better be good. I hope it's not, like... I was nervous. You know. Yeah, me too. A little bit. Um, especially when we heard writing on the wall, I was like, yikes, where are they going to go in this album? Are they like, cause that was very different for a single. Uh, but man, they delivered. I think it was a, it's a very good album. I think it's a great album actually. Yes. Um, having said that, I don't think it's, it's no book of souls. It's no, a matter of life and death. It's not like, uh, I wouldn't put it. So up where does it rank albums. in the albums? Where well, does it rank? we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I think they tried some unique stuff. Yeah. You know, the Sinjutsu was different. Yeah. Um, even though I put that last, I still think it's a cool entry into the Maiden, like, song catalog just to have a song like yeah. that. It's it's pretty cool. And they, you know, played it live. The writing on the wall, very different again with that riff and that feel to it. Um, it's, uh, you know, they're trying some different stuff. The You know, the intro to Lost on a Lost World. The time machine is very different. Um, but you also have some classically Maiden stuff like Stratego. Um, I said Days of Future Past is kind of like a new, a classic new Maiden, you know, because yes. I said it reminded me of like the Wicker Man, um, yeah. even though that was like, <laughs> I call that new Maiden, even though that's 23 years ago. So I guess it's like. Yeah, that is pretty new though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's yeah. why when I say it's like new classic Maiden. Like Brave New World, I guess yeah. it's a classic now because it's over it 20 years It is a classic. Old. I yeah. was 20 years old then, man. That life was different. <laughs> that was a while ago. The trilogy of epics at the end is kind of a cool touch. Uh, yeah. The Steve Harris Senjutsu suite. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're all great. Two out of three of them, I think, are near perfect. Um, so really solid, really great. 
Um, I listened to all the post reunion stuff this week to try to like when we're ranking these albums. Um, You know, one thing about this album is there's a bunch of different types of songs, you know, put together on the album and it doesn't really flow like a classic maiden, some of the classic maiden albums. Um, It almost feels kind of like a compilation of like single. I don't know how to describe it. It doesn't have a consistent feel that flows through the album. Like, you know, you'll get like one of those top albums, like Seventh Son, and the whole album just flows from beginning to end and everything just feels like it's in the right place. Um, This one doesn't quite have that, I don't think. Uh, And I don't know. We listened to it, dissected it, listened to it on repeat for two years. Um, I don't know. I pretty much know exactly where I'd put this in the... uh, I did the album rankings and I kind of went over it and listened to a lot of Maiden Wall after we ranked this album in the discography where where it's going to land. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with where I have this one ranked. All right. Do you, I, I, I like where I have mine too. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm good for this. You want to do it? You want to, you want to go through, do the album rankings? You want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll go through starting at my favorite Maiden album. Yes. Until we hit Sinjutsu. So mm-hmm. I ranked my albums two or three years ago. Uh, back in the first run of when we did the podcast. I was going to go back and use that as a base for this, but I decided not to look at all. I can't remember what I ranked them last time. I remember what I ranked first and last, but I can't remember where I ranked at all last time. So I just did this fresh. Um, It might be, I I assume it's going to be pretty similar to what I ranked last time, but it could be different. Uh, I didn't look it up. Um, My number one, Iron Maiden album of all time is still Seventh Son of the Seventh Son. Okay, Concept yes. album. You know what I yep. mean? My all-time favorite Maiden song, Evil That Men Do, is on it. Yeah. Um, Can I Play With Madness? That's our, like, uh, theme to uh, that's the theme. To our podcast. We picked yep. that. Um, yep. The whole thing, the cover art, the whatever. So that's number yep. one. Peace of Mind is number two. Yeah. My number two. You know, it's uh, Revelations, Trooper, Icarus. That no repeats on Eagles Dare. Still yep. Life. Still Life is... You know, one of the most underrated Maiden songs, I think. Yep. Um, number three, Number of the Beast. Okay. You know, it's yep. uh, Children of the Damned, you know, yep. Run to the Hills, Hallowed. Like, it's just so, so classic. I don't know. Especially the if you use the reissue with the, the tracks swapped out. Yep. My number four all-time album is A Matter of Life and Death, which I kind of ignored for like when this album came out, I haven't been listening to yes. it much, and I listened to it two or three times all the way through. Yeah, recently, like in the last few so weeks, good. and I'm like, I can't yeah. believe how good that album is. That's my number four all-time Iron Maiden album. Yeah, I would even put it above number five and number six, which number five is somewhere in time. Yes, which yeah. is so solid. It's amazing. Yeah. And number six has power. And slave. number six is Power Slave, and yeah. I would put a matter of life and death above both of those. Yes. That's how much yeah. I love it. I, I think yeah. it's so solid. So I've got Seven Sun, Peace of Mind, Number of Beast, Matter of Life and Death, Somewhere in Time, Power Slave. My number seven favorite yeah. Iron Maiden song Can or I guess album. It? What? I would guess for you is, oh, God, actually, no. I, no. I'm going to guess it's Book of Souls. It is. It's the Book of Souls. Yeah. yeah number yeah. seven is, yeah, I yeah. love it. I think it's a, a super solid album of the reunion era and it's my second highest ranked um Modern album yeah. m- from like the post reunion era 
Mm. Um, it's great. I'm not going to get too deep into all these. My number yeah. eight favorite Maiden album is the self-titled first album, Iron Maiden. Really? Which I love, yep. I would have pegged you for killers there, but go on. Nope. Yeah. Um, and then I like Brave New World. Yep. As number yep. nine. Yep. Number 10, I put Sinjutsu. Yes. So I put it at number 10. Above okay. number 11, which is the X Factor. Okay. And that's above Killers, <laughs> believe it or not. I put yeah, the X Factor amazing. above Killers. Because yes. I've been listening to the X Factor so much yeah. in the last year. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's just because I got in the Blaze kick. But, like, I'm obsessed with the X Factor again. And I know we say that, like, when we rank these albums, it's kind of a snapshot in time. And, like, yeah. I can't remember where I put the X Factor last time we did rankings. I don't think it was this high. Yeah. Ask me in six months. It'll probably be four or five places down. But right now, today, the X Factor is number 11 for me. Yeah. Because I'm just, I don't know, you know, you go through these phases where I'm really loving that album. Killers is number 12. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. Uh, I'm just, for some reason, it's one of those albums where I don't know why. I got to be in the right mood to listen to Killers. And I never used to be that way that way with me. But lately, it's been that way with me, where it's like, eh, I'm not really yeah. in the mood for killers, but sometimes I am. I don't know, but it's great. Then Final Frontier, Dance of Death. Uh, then, which are both super solid albums, but there's some, you know, there's some, like, mediocre songs on there. There's a little, you know, they're not as solid as the ones above. I still love both those albums, and there's, like, you know, so many good songs on those albums. I mean, The Talisman, one of my favorite Maiden tracks of all times on Final Frontier, but, like... I don't know there's a few you know they're not front to back as solid as the ones that i've ranked higher than this number 15 virtual 11 i put that above no prayer and last place fear of the dark fear of the dark is kind of my least favorite it okay. always has been it's bloated i don't know yeah so. so this is a bit boring because we're a lot alike oh really that other album we're scary alike okay scary alike so in the lead up to this, yeah. So first off, here's what I here here's how I've been listening to Maiden over the last while. I've been mostly pumping the tour, tour list, obviously, but I've been listening to Sinjitsu like religiously for two years while running. Yep. And in the lead up, we, in few of our, um, I listen to Matter, Life and Death probably monthly, usually, um, unless I'm at the gym, and then I, then I listen to it more. Then. You know, we, we referenced it. So I've been pounding that album lately. And then I yep. was like, oh, would I do this discography? Then I listened to Power Slave and it blew my mind. And then I was like, oh my God, is Power Slave my new favorite album? Then I listened it's to It's funny you say that because times. Power Slave is, yeah. Slave is one of those ones that I always kind of yeah. underestimate. And I listened to it recently too and it was kind of blown away. I was like, yeah. why don't I listen to this more? I feel like I think that I'm sick of it, but when I hear it, I'm not sick of it at all. So get Totally. Although one thing I'd say about Power Slave is there are weak spots on the album. It gets to highs that Maiden doesn't seem to get anywhere else. But but then Seventh Son, I listened to Seventh Son like that three times last week. And I was like, it's perfection. I just love that album. Yeah. Right? So here's my ranking. This is my ranking. Number one, Seventh Son. Okay. It remains. I can't dethrone it. Yeah. Number two, Peace of Mind. Oh, man. We're... Number yeah. three, Power Slave. Okay. Right? So the first two are the same. Yep. Number three, Power Slave. A Matter of Life and Death, number four. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Then Brave New World. 
Okay, Brave New World. Brave New World. I've been listening to it quite a bit. Love it. The next one, which is kind of brought on by the re-release, Number of the Beast. Yeah. Which, to me, is so iconic, but they still haven't hit the Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Seventh Son. And then the next one, you could even switch this one up. Summer in Time. Summer in Time. What what are you going to say? Go ahead. No, I thought you were going to say Summer summer in Time, because I was like, you haven't said it yet. I knew it had to be up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then Book so of Souls. So what number are you on? Book of Souls is what number? Yeah. Book of Souls is number, number eight. eight. So, but the, so, okay. Yeah. We're very similar. similar. I, I think you were seven. nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. I had seven. Yeah. Then the next two for me. Yeah. The next one, Killers, can go from number okay. one to number 12. Like, depending on my mood. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so mood-based. Like, Killers and Iron Maiden, like, I always think of them as this cohesive sound of the time. But when you listen to them, they're very much patchwork. There's a lot of differences yeah. in them. I'd love to go back over them at some stage. But anyway, so Killers and Iron Maiden, then Sinjutsu. So it's literally, for me, it's also, I put it, I think, 10 what? of the 16, 10 above it, 6 below it. So you have Sinjutsu as number 10 also? Yes. Okay, so we both This put is in absolutely, this is so I mean, weird. I haven't changed my list. Then, that is so strange. Then I had Final Frontier. Okay. Then X Factor. Oh, man. We're very similar. This is crazy. Then Dance of Death. Yeah, Okay. Then Fear of the Dark, Virtual Eleven, and No Prayer. Now our lists for me, are very, 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 very similar. similar. For me, I've I put a lot of thought into this in the in the post Bruce era. Yep. Or in the sorry Bruce coming back era, Brave New World onward. A Matter of Life and Death remains my favorite. Then it goes Brave New Worlds, Book of Souls, and Sinjitsu are very very together. But I, I ranked Brave New World quite a bit ahead, Book of Souls, and then and then. Um, uh, sorry, then Sinjutsu, then Final Frontier and Dance of Death. Now, I I love both those albums. So that yep. tells you where I put Sinjutsu yep. in the modern era. Now, you, I'll be honest, Brave New World for me is the one that moves around the most. There's times I, when I dig into that album, I'm just like, it's so awesome. That one that I feel a little bit bad, because it's more, it's, it's just not one I listen to a ton is X Factor. I definitely appreciate it more than where it is in my list, but it's still not one of my go-to albums. Yeah. And uh, Dance of Death, I you know I get through it every now and then. There's some fantastic tracks. I love Monte Segura, but yeah, you know great. there's a lot Passion on there Dale, that I'm yeah. just yeah. Face in the sand. Uh, Face in the sand is like completely underrated. If people don't know that yeah. one, man, go listen to it. Totally. Fear, Virtual Eleven, No Prayer. I mean, I listen to tracks usually on, on playlists. I barely go through the albums because I find there's just too many weak tracks on the albums. Obviously, you know my perspective on No Prayer and Bruce's singing. Virtual Eleven to me, I think was a complete miss, and Fear is just a, a bloated album with, with a bit two or three tracks on it that I'd I'd, I'd really listen to, so that's why we're, they're down at the bottom. But this is very interesting. Uh, at the top, I was like, you know, where am I at with Seventh Son? But I was as I re-listened to them all, I feel like Seventh Son is is for me the pinnacle of it's like they were climbing towards it in that early era, and to me, when I listen to Somewhere in Time, especially leading up to this tour. I, it really reveals that just Seven Sun is so much more complete. Yeah, Seven Sun is uh, great. Yeah. So even though Summertime has some fantastic tracks on it, it's just not as complete an album. So that's, yeah, that that's where I'm at. So it was very, very similar. Yeah, we had, yeah, our lists are very similar too. I I, I knew yeah. we both loved Seven Sun. I wasn't sure about some of the other ones. And you had the X Factor up high too. I thought you would have that down at your bottom, but... Yeah, no, I, no. The X Factor for it's me funny. was, was and a lot of these, five off the bottom. X Factor is oh, five off the bottom for me. So X Factor is twelve. Okay, I had it at I had it at eleven. Or so it's and you, four off the bottom. 
Yeah, Sujitsu's 10, Final Frontier 11, X-Factor 12. Yeah. Okay, I had the X-Factor at 11, so that's still very yeah. very close. Um, I know it seems weird. People would be like, you put the X-Factor above Killers, but uh, I don't know. Lately, man, I'm thinking about the last like year and how I've been listening to Maiden, and like the X-Factor is kind of a go-to album for me. I don't know why. I always feel like yeah. I'm... A lot of the time when I listen to Maiden, I'm out biking and I do that like at least an hour a day in the summer. And yeah. it's a go-to album because of whatever it is about that album, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I just like I crave hearing it sometimes. I don't know. The mood. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. So I know it's still number 11. It didn't make my top 10. But I know a lot of people put that like, a lot of people put the Two Blades albums as like number 16 and 17. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? think that's but harsh. I, I think X-Factor is much better than... Yeah, I think you should listen to X-Factor and go listen to No Prayer back-to-back. Back yeah. I actually listened to that. No Prayer in the car uh, recently, like all the way through. And uh, even though I still stand by everything I say about a lot of those songs, it's a very entertaining and fun album to listen to. Yeah. No Prayer for the Dying and Fear of the Dark are my two least favorite Maiden albums. Fear of the Dark is kind of dark... There's a lot of weak songs, and it's bloated. There's some really good stuff on Fear of the Dark, but there's also some stuff that's pretty weak. Yeah. No Prayer for the Dying. Even the kind of weak songs are fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Hooks in You and The Assassin. I mean, there are kind of weaker Maiden songs, but they're fun to listen to, even though, like, I, you know what I mean? And that's the difference. No Prayer for the Dying is a fun listen. Fear of the no Dark prayer. can be a bit of a slog to listen to. No Prayer all the way runs counter to everything that works about Iron Maiden. I'll explain it very quickly. Iron Maiden, okay, Book of Souls, their 16th album, double album, massive long tracks. They play, a, 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 they go live around the world, multiple tours, and they play, a, you know, this new album, Heavy, and they're in their late 50s. And everybody said, like, all the metal reviews at the time were like, Look at Iron Maiden, you know, they're just doing their own thing. Now they do this with Sinjitsu. They do do a blended tour. They break out this album again. Tons of epics, double album. Because that's who they are and they do what they want. No Prayer was, music was changing. They tried to hop on yeah. a bandwagon. They tried to do something grungy or whatever the hell that was. I agree, 100%. And it's not who they are. It's never who they were. And and so to me, it's just, it's the worst album. Yeah, for that it's purpose. them trying to kind of... Yeah, make themselves relevant instead of totally. doing what comes naturally and just letting totally. the fans follow. You know what I mean? Totally. So I agree with what you're saying. Totally. Um, anyway, if anyone has any feedback, I'd love to hear what they think about our... I think some people will be outraged by some of those. Some people will agree. Um, yeah. One thing you have to admit is that me and you have spent... We've spent over 160 hours talking about yeah. Iron Maiden on this podcast yeah. now. Yeah. So, even if you disagree with our opinions, you have to at least uh, respect the fact that we, we kind of know at least they're informed opinions, even if you hate them. <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, know what, I mean? what? You know what? If you if you love it or hate it, that's great. If you're like, meh, that's yeah. the worst. As long as you're getting some <laughs> some activity, as long as our heart's pumping out of it, then all the better. Yeah. Totally. But that's the thing. I mean, some people email us and they're just like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, I think we kind of know what we're talking about. Like... Yeah, you definitely We've kind of do. thought about this a lot and talked about it a lot. Like, our opinions are actually based on... It's not like we, like, listen to these albums, you know, 20 times each and then came up with an opinion. We've listened to these albums probably a 100 times each, easily. I don't know. Yeah. 
a even tons, the later ones. Yeah. But but Nesbitt, I you know I would imagine though it's this very skewed distribution towards some albums. But I got a great comment from Fred Holmes, who obviously was drinking too much because every <laughs> single every single comment uh, on our reviews, if you go to our podcast reviews anywhere, is like love the deep dives, love the clips, all the work that you do is fantastic. But this is this is what Fred sends in. I got to wind up, Fred. Still loving the Talking Maiden podcast. Enjoying getting extremely drunk with my friends as we now play Take a Shot every time Nesbitt says, I don't know. Oh, really? Do I say that a lot? Fart. <laughs> no, no. I, I think it, as in you didn't, didn't know up the irons, down the shots. I wrote back, I think you drank too much. You got it backwards. I'm the one who never knows. <laughs> you know? But I said, it, but if you played it with me, you'd probably die of an overdose. <laughs> you know? So, you know, um, anyway, uh, I thought that was uh, a bit of fun. But yeah, no, um, yeah, look, we definitely have an opinion on it. And that's all you can do anyway with music. Oh, yeah, that's true. And there's, yeah. like I always say, there's no right and there's no wrong. It's just, you know, people feel certain ways. That's all music all about, like, making you feel something. And that's why people totally. are so passionate about Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, there's no really wrong opinions unless you. The only way I would say you could have a wrong opinion is if you like, I listened to the album once, and here's what I think about it. It's like, well, your opinion's not really worth much. Like, but if you give yeah. a sh- if you kind of give it a chance, and you still don't like it, then that's it, man. Like I, that happens to me tons of times with albums that like. There's classic albums that you see in like top ten lists of all time best metal albums, and I'm like, eh. You know what I mean? But at least yeah. I give them a half a dozen listens before I like write them off. But yeah, but, but unless it, they also... instantly like, you know, disgust me or something about them, like the sound of them just, you know, yeah. I recoil from it somehow. Like, like like the Star Wars sequel trilogy. But anyway, no, it's, <laughs> it's so funny how uh, how though like you know we do in some ways we get nostalgic about the past, right? Nostalgic and. um you want to love the old stuff. So that's part of honoring tradition is not wanting things to change, right? That's why, right. like, what is it that, that people say? It's like, it's not, not as good as it used to be. You know, the, the, the famous Newfoundland song, right? The days they were longer than, you know? And it's like, back then everything was so much better. Uh, but if you don't do yourself a favor and invest in the new Maiden albums, which to me, I mean, like when I do this list, I, I, I'm contradicting by theme Everything I'm saying right now, like I put Power Slave 3 and A Matter of Life and Death 4. I listen to Power Slave an eighth or a fifth as much as I listen to Matter of Life and Death. Yeah. Like I listen to that all the time. It's just one of the best pump-up songs. If you, if I was going, if like, if we were over going to war, I would have that pumped in the tank. I'd be like. A Matter of Life and Death would be the best thing. Take your rap music and stick it. We put on A Matter of Life and Death. Guys, we're winning this. We'll be home by Sunday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, it's so good. And it's just, it gets me so pumped up when I'm working out. I love it. So I got a message from Phil Gordon. He yeah. says, sad to see the Senjutsu era of the pod come to a close. Definitely not complaining yeah. that each song got its own episode to be broken down only the way you two can. Whilst it seemed an agonizing wait for your return, I'm so glad... You let the album marinate for nearly two years instead of giving an instant hot take review. Ashamed to say I drifted away from Maiden during Final Frontier and Book of Souls. Uh, these albums didn't instantly grab me. I never gave them more than a couple of unfocused listens. With Sinjitsu seemingly coming out of nowhere in uh, the COVID era, I discovered your podcast and relapsed into Maiden fanaticism harder than ever. So, oh, that's wow. Cool. Yeah. Man, yeah, that alone makes back it worth into it. Maiden. Yeah. 
And we got this yeah, clip. I mean, that's, yeah. Which, uh, well, I'll just let him introduce himself. Hello, Josh and Nesbitt. This is Peter from Sweden, and I wish you a very warm welcome back. It's been a long two and a half years without you, boys. And now that you're back and going to cover Senjutsu, I'd like to give my take on it. I really loved it when it was released back in 21, and I thought it was one of their strongest albums since the 80s. However, with some time passed and some distance to it, I feel that my thoughts on it have altered a bit. First off, the production is quite subpar. Guitars are muddy, Bruce is low in the mix for some reason, and there's no real punch in the sound. Songwriting-wise, I think that, as usual, Janik and Steve stands out. Adrian's contributions are okay, but not of his usual standard. I really love the time machine, uh, with a classic Janik guitar melody driving the later part of the song. Lost in a Lost World reminds me of something that could have fitted perfectly on the X Factor, and the ending of the song is very dramatic and emotional. Stratego is an excellent Maiden track and should have been the main single of the album instead of the rather, in my opinion, dull writing on the wall. I'm going to leave you with this take. If this was the last time I ever heard the last song on a new Maiden album, I'm very happy that it was Hell on Earth. I believe it's one of Steve's finest moments of his career. It has everything that I love in a Harris epic. I rate it just as good as many of his other songs, including Phantom, Ancient Mariner, Seventh Sun, or The Red and the Black. Okay, thanks for the spot. Up the irons. So well, he kind of hit on a bunch of stuff we talked about, like the mix. Yeah. And, yeah. Now that's how you leave a message. That was good. That yep. was very, very good. I, I can't disagree with him. You know, like we, we kind of hinted at it early on. We did, there were times, well, I was kind of nudging you to come back early. Remember, I was like, yeah. uh, you know, um, because in a lot of ways, when we wham down the first time, I was overwhelmed with starting my own business, and 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 now, you know, obviously now I'm having a child, and we're taking a little breather again. Um, but you know, I was at, I was like, we got to do this, we got to do this, and you were like, oh, we got to cover this, but you were like, not feeling it. And there was points where you were like, ah, just you know, I don't know, you know, and there was certain aspects of it you were biting it, and then you were like, all right, I'm up, I'm up, and I was like, ah, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like we, we were like, we wanted to come back with a lot of energy. I wanted to make sure and, when we came back yeah. that we didn't just like kind of come back just yeah. for the sake of getting it done. I wanted to like, exactly. do a solid deep cover of all these songs, and totally. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, and I was like, I didn't, yeah, I was like, I wanted to make sure that we knew the album inside out, we had all yeah. the points down, and like, I just wanted to do a good job of it, so I was kind of hesitant to jump in for a while. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm glad we we did it when we did it. Uh, I've got another clip here, and this is from by Randy Barton. Mm. Oh, Randy, yeah. This is it's a a bit of a long. Uh, it's not that long. I it's a, a I just cut two paragraphs out of a longer email. Um, yeah. But he brings up a point, and it's something that I never really thought about, and yeah. I think it's kind of true about this album. And it's something that I don't think I ever would have realized, except that he pointed it out. So he says, uh, uh, so I'll get into this a bit. I'll go through it a bit quick at the beginning until I get to the part that I want to talk about. He says, first, I love the album. If I had not seen it as a new release on Spotify, I may never have rediscovered post-86 Maiden. Darkest Hour was the first song that got my attention. The rest of the album grew and grew from there. I absolutely wore it it out for about six months. But like you guys have been saying, I've kind of gone away from it. I'd like to offer my explanation. So he says, for me, it has nothing to do with the individual songs. There are no songs on Senjutsu that I dislike, and Maiden continues to push all kinds of musical boundaries on Senjutsu. It has nothing to do with sequence or length or anything like that. Rather, it has everything to do with mood. 
I find that Sinjutsu is overrun with profound sadness and nostalgia. Sinjutsu to me sounds like a band that is still kicking ass, but knows the clock is running out like the fade out of hell on earth. It's not depressing, just nostalgic and bittersweet. That is the reason I do not always want to hear Sinjutsu. I'm just not in that kind of reflective mood all the time. It's a late fall winter album for me. When I'm in the mood for Sinjutsu, it's a towering record. When I'm not in the right frame of mind, I'm not so interested. Does that make sense? Ooh. That's you a know very what? good point. That's an excellent take. Yeah, it is a fall winter. Sinjutsu is greater. It would be great around a fire. You know, just like sitting there with yeah. your feet up. I think it kind of I means love like that that towards the end of their career. And it's kind of like a... Yeah. I know what they mean, though. This album. Oh, you mean a... in, the, in the tail end that way? Oh, yeah. God. I, I interpret it as like seasonal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Maybe. I can't see what you're reading. I'm, a, I'm more of a visual guy. But yeah. Um, it yeah, is kind no, of that's... like... I can see what he's talking about. When I'm in the mood for... There's not a lot of songs on here that like get me ramped up like Wicker Man or Run to the Hills or still life or you know those songs or like the evil that men do my favorite maiden song those are like songs there's a lot of like kind of dark and like he says it's kind of nostalgic and bittersweet mood to it and i could see how you wouldn't always be in the mood to want to hear this album Uh, i you know i don't know i kind of push back on that because Yeah. yeah in the sense that I mean, I think that's more him personalizing it, his perspective on Maiden, because I don't really feel like that. Remember I said to you when the, the Legacy of the Beast tour came out, I was like, oh, God, they're done. They're winding it down. Oh, and yeah, it just yeah. kind of crushed me. And I was like, oh, the Legacy of the Beast? Then this came out, and as soon as I saw this, because I was even of the mindset, it's like 16 is 4 by 4 you know, 2 to the power, 4 there's oh, yeah. a symmetry. <laughs> it's like Book of Souls is so good. Don't drop a, a clanker, you know? And then they brought this out. And it doesn't feel like a bookend to me. It feels like a transition, or not even a transition. It just feels like, you know, a follow-on. There are a lot of similarities, as much as this is a standalone album, there's a lot of similarities to me with Book of Souls. You wouldn't feel at a place um, playing the two together in the same playlist. So I I don't know. if I think he's personalizing that, you know? And I actually do kind of like the idea of definitely this being a winter album <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as i heard that i was like yeah um yeah i got I another know. email from andy demps which is saying uh hey guys enjoying the analysis of sinjutsu but i have to agree and disagree with both of you and get at something you've touched on i was kind of confused by the album at first too book of souls just knocked it out of the park i couldn't believe how good it was It made all the reunion albums click for me, including Matter of Life and Death, which I really didn't like at first because it was slow and heavy, but now I love it. Most of all, Book of Souls is lively and fun. The energy is infectious. Senjutsu is not. It's dark and murky, and there's nothing fun about it. Okay. The murkiness I think he's talking about is is the keyboard feel, right? Yeah, maybe. I can get that. Or the production Um, I can definitely get that. Yeah. There is a lot of darkness to it, though. If you think of those last three epics, they're slow. Sinjutsu is kind of slow. Yeah, there's. I know what this you mean. is though. This is where the tour really messes your mind on this stuff because I can I can see it now when they say it, but all I remember is all the guys smiling playing the songs. Right? It's like yeah. it's so positive. Yeah. We've come from this like epic main celebration with this album. There's no dark overtones. There's no leaving. There's no ending. There's no sadness. There's no sorrow. So, you know, I mean, even, you know, 
when I when I you know when I hear darkest hour, I'm not thinking about dead people on a beach or you know yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm thinking about this. You know, I'm I'm seeing the guy smiling, just hammered away. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think it's so personal the perspective on it, but I mean that's a fair comment. Um, we got another email from Susan. Yeah. She says, "Love your coverage of the writing on the wall." especially the similarities to Mother Russia that I didn't notice before hearing you two talk about it. And I totally forgot what she was talking about. I made a comparison riff where I compared the riff in Mother Russia to the riff in The Writing on the Wall. So yeah, I forgot there. I, I remember when I first heard Writing on the Wall, the riff kind of reminded me of Mother of Russia. And when you play them at the same speed, they do kind of like line up a bit. But I forgot all yeah. about that. But that was cool. I like it when people, someone's actually getting a kick out of these uh, clips that I make. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and one more. I don't know how we get a lot more. I'm not going to go through all these. Uh, Matt says, I've been back and forth on the time machine. Don't really like the intro. I had it in my mind from early on. I didn't really like the song. I think it's turned around for me for two reasons. First, the instrumental riff in the middle of the song, slightly gallopy, is awesome and pure maiden. That's the clip I played earlier this episode. Whenever I have this on, I'm rocking out all along. Second, the boys nailed it live. It really comes across well in the live arena. So, I'll read Fair take. one more. Let me see. I got one from Jose. He says, hi, Nesbitt and Josh. Greetings from Orange County, California. I'm so glad you're covering Sinjitsu. I'll tell you why I think Hell on Earth is one of the is the best track on the album. Dare I say a top 10 Maiden track. Uh, I love how the keyboard follows the bass. I also love the guitar melodies echo Bruce's vocal delivery, especially near the end where you get to the beautiful melody. Gives me goosebumps every dang time. To me, this Maiden epic is just as good as Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and Book of Souls. Hell on Earth is worth the album alone. So he loved Hell on Earth. And this is the last one. This is James. Um, I'll play his clip. And this is the last one. I, I mean, I thought we would get through a lot more of these, but <laughs> I didn't realize how many. I cut and pasted all these emails into a, a document here. And, I mean, we're like a third of the way into them. Um, so I'll just play his clip. Hey, Josh and Nesbitt. It's James from Kent in the UK. Uh, I just want to say big fan of the show. I've uh, been listening for quite a few years now. Listen to every episode, absolutely amazing. I love how uh, different your opinions can be. Uh, I think it really adds to the dynamic of the show. Um, just seen Maiden last night at the O2 in London. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to ask, what's your most emotional Maiden song? As always, up the irons, down the hops. So that's James. Um, he is asking what our most emotional Maiden song is. Yeah. I would Ooh, say so if the emotion yeah. is disgust, it's the apparition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been having a go with that lately. I know. I'm. Uh, what do you think? For me, I mean, there, there, there's a few. Um, early on, I remember like, Hello Be Thy Name. Like literally when I was first getting into Maiden, I would just literally picture myself 
as the guy about to get hung. Oh, yeah. And I, every time I watch a Western where they hang someone, it's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a hardly a soft on crime type of guy. But, like, I always think of that, just, like, how many people just, like, ended up there. You know, there's so many Westerns. I remember uh, there's this scene in uh, in Deadwood where the guy's like, I got a, I got a daughter. Tell my sister to raise up real good. And I'm just like, that's his life. Like, you know, he yeah. gets hung then, right? Over horse thievery. It's just like that type of stuff really resonated with me. Um, there are many times different war songs where I've, you know, around the lead up to private. Like I, I told you before, I try and do it most uh, Remembers Days. I watch Private Ryan. I have yeah. it on Blu-ray. I try and watch that. Don't do it every year. And I like to go out. Uh, I live near a war memorial, so I like to go and do that stuff. And, you know, I reflect on the greatest generation and, and that stuff's pretty emotional for me. So yeah. I find those those two themes hit me. The other one is Flight of Icarus. Oh, it yeah. really does. Just like, you know, <laughs> when he's say, he screaming for his father, it's just like, to me, it's just like, there's there's just something so, even though it's, you know, it's a myth. Yeah. But it's just like, it's tragic at the same time and you know i so those get me going i i'd be lying if i said i never shed a tear to maiden especially a war song um i but i i don't feel that you know how will be that name i'm crying for the guys getting killed but i i just it really resonates it is, it's intense they build it up it, so yeah. well oh, it's so intense yeah. but it's also the it's the song it's the song that got me hooked on maiden yeah from that best of the beast playlist or whatever it is it was one of their Foxy best songs got me. man yeah, yeah. oh it probably is their best. Yeah, they do such a good job of like conveying that panic yeah. in the way he sings it and the way the music ramps up. Yeah. That's part of what makes that song so awesome. Yeah. I agree with that one. I would say uh, The Evil That Men Do because it's probably my favorite yeah. Maiden song. And I remember when they played that the first time I ever saw Maiden. And I remember just being like, oh, my God, like... Yeah, you know, when you lift your hands up song. in the air with the horn hands and you're just screaming the yeah. words. Um, Run to the Hills, believe it or not, because it kind of reminds me of like when I was first discovering Maiden. And you hear it so much that it's just kind of like, it's just Run to the Hills, you know? But every now and then you hear it and you actually listen to it and you're like, I can see why I love this so much the first time I heard it. And I kind of remember that excitement, that initial excitement when you find a new band that's like yeah. awesome. Um, Coming Home, I've listened to that one like, on a plane through headphones sometimes. Yeah. And it's just the kind of, the lyrics to that are kind of cool. Um, yeah. Can I play with madness? I guess, because the theme song of the podcast, that'll every time I hear that from now on, I'll yes. be like, Oh yeah, that's something cool that me and Josh uh, talked about doing. Yeah. While we were like having a few beers up at the cabin and then we actually made it happen and it was like super <laughs> successful. So I was like, that's yeah. kind of a, that's a kind of a cool thing. I'm trying to think what else. Deja Vu, when I listen to it now, reminds us of uh, when you got your last moose and when we went moose hunting because we listened to that song on repeat for like an hour, remember? <laughs> yeah, we did, didn't we? I don't know why. Didn't we? we were driving. It was like 5.30 a.m. and we were in your truck driving <laughs> out to where we are going hunting. And for some yeah. reason, we put Deja Vu on repeat for like 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are both half asleep. Uh, uh, yeah. So I guess most of the Maiden songs that I feel emotional about are because they remind me of something that happened while we're listening to them but uh yeah so i'll do one more even though i know this is gonna be a long episode but i mean yeah. it's we're, it's the last one for a while um and this one i actually made a clip because of something that someone wrote us so herb strickland yeah. wrote us 
It says, hi guys, really enjoyed episode five for the time machine. Few comments and opinions of mine regarding the tune. Um, I'll go through this fast. Overall, I like the song, not one of my favorites. Uh, I don't have the full Josh hate for it, but I agree with some of his opinions in the episode for sure. I'm just going to paraphrase this. He said, I like the intro, but it goes on too long. The first faster riff, I'm a little torn on. Course is pretty good. Fast chugging riff is possibly my favorite part of the album. I love how Bruce's vocals soar over it, which is, uh, that's my favorite part of the song too. Solo section is good. Out end outro, perfect length, ends the song nicely. Idea for a sound clip. At the end of the song opener, Nico hits the drum once to kick into the next part. He also does the same thing at the 308 mark to kick into the amazing riff vocal part. I think it would be interesting to hear the song with the intro and kick right into the 308 part. Basically cut out the two minutes. That would make a neat five-minute track. Look forward to the rest of the episodes, Herb. So this is a clip. Uh, I have it here on my computer, but I I named it the clip Herb's Time Machine. (laughs) In silence below barren waste, confusion, hunger, am I still I kind of like Herb's Time Machine. <laughs> yeah, it's got, I think it's an improvement. Well, I don't know. I'm so used to hearing the original, but uh, you're cutting that kind of sliding riff out, which I really like that part, to be honest. But uh, it's cool that that intro vocal, the melody is almost the same as that second melody, just like the second one's kind of sped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of works. Uh, that's kind of cool. Anyway, thank you, Herb, for uh, giving me that idea to uh... Herb's time machine. I'm <laughs> Herb's putting time it, machine. I'm putting it. I'm putting it four <laughs> four on the list. I've moved it up a point. <laughs> I actually made a full uh, a, a, the whole song with that part cut out, but I just played a clip <laughs> yeah. of it just then. But uh, when next time me and you are out in the truck or something, we'll uh, we'll One blast Herb's time machine. See how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes. So that's about it for Sinjutsu. I think we, uh, 10 episodes, 10, over 10 hours of talking about an Iron Maiden album. I think we kind of, uh, we covered it. We covered everything. I, I don't think we beat it to death. I think we did an okay, no. uh, <laughs> I think we covered it just enough. Just as yeah. deep as people were expecting and, uh, would expect out of us based on how we've been, how our podcast has been going over the years. Yeah. And we got to catch up too on, you know, some of the yeah. new re-released live discs and yeah, all that, true. all those things. So we, we, we had a good spell back. So well, I think well, the, before, yeah, like we did uh, beast over Hammersmith. We did yep. an episode on blaze. We did the, the yeah. set list preview the, and the prediction album or episodes. Yeah. Um, we so that legacy live album at some stage too. Yeah, we did. And yeah. we kind of got into some other stuff. So, I mean, we, yeah. we came back for three months, a little over months, almost yeah. four months. Uh, wow. So that was a, a good little, uh, you know, we're back for a spell. And now we're kind of going to, 
you have a baby due any minute. <laughs> I have a baby coming any minute, <laughs> any day now. Um, and, but uh, you know, but we do have we some. Will, we are yeah. gonna come back eventually at some point. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, the seasons approach works. Yeah, coming people back say for like, a few months is is, yeah. is a good amount of commitment to come back. It's far better to do it um, consistently than because we've had this discussion offline where you know maybe we do one a month. That's no point. No, the stupidest podcast yeah. of all times. Waste. Everybody loses there. You know, <laughs> no one wins. Yeah, and uh, it's better for us to just do runs. But we got something coming up though. We do have. Night Demon are coming to Newfoundland, so... That's true. Um, August 24th yeah. and 25th, uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. If you're in Newfoundland, yeah. I know we have a lot of listeners in Newfoundland, at least. Uh, we do, We've yeah. been contacted by a few. Um, yeah. They're playing at the Bella Vista. There's an all-ages show on the yeah. 24th and a bar show on the yes. 25th. I will definitely be there. Yes. Josh is hoping to be there if he I, uh, if your wife is not in labor because your due date is basically I the date of the concert. I told Jarvis I was like <laughs> I basically I told him I probably wouldn't be able to go and he just like gave me the look and I was like if we're not in the hospital I'll be there <laughs> and, you know so I'm gonna be like leaving the you know if we just came home from the hospital I might be able to get a few hours <laughs> pop in, yeah. so uh, that's that I'll do a pop in, but if if it's if it's you know still in the oven or if it's out for a week or two, I'm on the go. So uh, life goes on. Don't uh, unsubscribe to us. Uh, we will be back. <laughs> no. uh, it will pop up in your whatever app you listen to our podcast on. Stay following us or yeah. subscribing us, or if you're following us on Twitter and Facebook, because uh, we will be back. And uh, one of these days, yeah. you'll see a notification popping up. This is like new yes. episode of Talking Maiden. We yeah. were going to talk, this, uh, there's a few, we've talked about every single Iron Maiden song, including B-Sides, I always say this, every yeah. album, we've kind of talked about almost everything, but there's a few things we could talk about, a real live one, and a real dead one, yeah. I kind of want to do an episode on that. Chemical yep. Wedding, I know we both want to do that. Yes. Uh, we were kind of skunk joking works. about doing Skunk Works, yeah. We're doing it. Maybe yeah. a British Lion episode. Um, yeah. Something that we definitely should do is En Vivo, because that's one of yes. our favorite live one albums. of our favorites totally. um and there's a video that we could talk about um, and there might be an album or two we have to revisit maybe um, but we don't really want to be redoing stuff yeah i don't know but how much a matter of life and that. death i don't feel like we gave it a good swing you don't and think okay. we talk about it so much i don't know but i would also wouldn't mind doing we did a one paul diano solo album yeah no <laughs> and no. we'll do if we do it a second one no. to call it, co- no. cover the last 30 no. years of his career <laughs> No, a, a Paul Diano solo post Maiden oh, Part Two because a lot of people emailed us and got a real kick out of that because it was me playing clips of stuff saying like this yes. is actually pretty good and you just like no. sitting there in disgust which people oh, find funny God. people like it when I torture you with like clips of music that you can't <laughs> yes, yes which is the Skunk Works right this is what they love doing I will make you yes. at least like Skunk Works I don't know if I can make I you love it I know we'll see imagine me now like. Uh, uh, you know, in there with a little newborn crying all the time, trying to listen to Skunk Works. Not going to be a happy chappy. Not going to be fun. But no, we'll definitely come back and, and run through a few of those things. Plus, I, I, you know, there's a lot coming from Maiden. There's, I guarantee you, this tour is going to get drastically extended. Yeah. They might even do something interesting because where this was a blended tour, are they going to necessarily keep it for two years or are they going to go full Sinjitsu or something else? Or maybe they just keep it but shake it a bit. I think the chances uh, so of a I'm live expecting something. DVD or live CD, a live album. I think it's a given. Of this yeah, tour, it's, it's probably yeah. very high. 
which would mean uh, we have to come back for that. Percentees. <laughs> we have to come back for that. Totally. And, uh, you know, and to come back and complain with the merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do that. Yeah. So I guess in the key takeaway is send us in any feedback on this. It's not going to, uh, it's still of extreme value. And we'd love to know what you think we should cover. We can consider it for the for the next season of Talking Maiden. And just stay in touch. And obviously, if there's anything that comes up in Maidenland that you want us to know about, let us know. Just send it in. TalkingMaiden.com. You can get us there. Yep. You can go to TalkingMaiden.com slash talk and leave a message. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll definitely have a listen and maybe even be able to include it in the future. Talking Maiden and, on Twitter. Um, also, where this is the... I noticed that this happens where this will be our last episode for a while. People that find stumble onto our podcast tend to listen to the most recent episode. Yeah. So if this is your first time listening to our podcast, um, (laughs) (laughs) go back and listen, go back and like cherry pick. There's 160, 159 episodes. Like, yeah, go back and find like whatever your favorite album is and look at the titles and listen to a couple and see if you like them. Um, and we'll be back. So anyway, thanks for yeah. and, thank you everybody to, for listening. By the way, because that's kind of cool. That, like we kind of did this just for something to do, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's been cool. very rewarding. Yeah, yeah. When we go and meet up with people, it's it's pretty awesome. Really I awesome. would listen to the hundredth episode. That's my favorite episode. I still listen. To I that think one. the hundredth episode is more for like people that have already been listening to the episodes because there's a lot of yeah. in jokes and like references back to funny things that happened. So. I don't know. We can't. We can't even agree. <laughs> can't on agree that. on anything. Can't agree. Can't agree on anything. <laughs> you had one job, Nesbitt. Do everything, and you couldn't even do that. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. All this right. one's gone long. Yeah, talkingmaiden at gmail You know where to get us. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops, and die with your boots on.